It's time to heed the call of the wild and seek the higher calling. Higher Calling is the voice of mountain and forest wildlife and is hosted by award-winning wildlife journalist and conservationist Chester Moore. Be ready for an increase in altitude and a relentless pursuit of the creatures that dwell there. Welcome to The Higher Calling. This is Chester Moore, and today we have a very, very special guest. We have the Chief Executive Officer of the National Wild Turkey Federation, Miss Becky Humphreys. Thank you for calling in to Higher Calling. Oh, my pleasure. You know, normally you and I, if we did a show this time of year, we would be talking probably about our successful or unsuccessful turkey hunt. But there is a much bigger creature in the room. It's called COVID-19. And it's having not only, of course, the, we need to be uh, very sensitive to the nature of what's happening to people suffering around the globe and the economies. But in our world of wildlife, this thing hit at the exact perfect time to cause tremendous, um, I would say, tremendous interference in the turkey hunting world. It has. It's been challenging on many fronts. Um, not only for the for individuals to get out and do recreation and hunting and and enjoy the outdoors and travel with it, but also it it falls right during the heart of our fundraising season. So we have been hit financially hard so far. Um, so it's tough. We, uh, as you know, we do banquets all around the country, yes, and ma'am. we were in the throws of shipping out, you know, packages for those banquets when this hit pretty hard and heavy. So we, um, luckily we have tremendous volunteers all across the country and they have stepped up and, uh, indicated that, you know, once this whole issue clears over, they'll go back and have that, make up that banquet, but we got to wait for it to be safe, protect, uh, those folks in our, in our populations that are most vulnerable and, make sure we're not helping spread this disease. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, turkey hunting in Washington, the um, the youth turkey hunt was closed down. Nebraska's not selling permits to out-of-state people right now. The idea of keeping people from traveling, stopping at gas stations, spreading the virus and all those kind of things. Um, and that's, of course, one implication of it. I mean, I'm bummed because I missed a turkey hunt, but compared to someone with COVID-19, that's not too big of a problem. But long-term... You know, these banquets are a huge fundraising source for NWTF. And um, what percentage of the fundraising for the organization comes from the banquets? Oh, the vast majority. We have, we do other um, other revenue sources also. We have philanthropic giving so that we have individuals that make us gifts that don't come in through the banquets. We have grants, um, grants from federal agencies, state agencies, and other nonprofits that come into us also but you know our our model has been pretty heavily dependent on the banquet season so it's it's a tough one for us and our biggest month is march mm-hmm. february's big march and april and but march is by far the the biggest so shutting down right in the middle of march was was painful and is painful but you know like i said we'll we'll get through this um we're going to have to tighten the belt pretty hard we um Nonprofits were included in the federal legislation. So today is the first day that the Payroll Protection Act um, is taking applications. The banks are. So we've been working to make sure that we can 
keep our employees working as long as possible and be able to carry on our great mission work. Um, and then, you know, we've reached out to partners where we had already completed work and we had sent them invoices and asked them if they would please work with us and get us paid as quickly as possible so that we can continue doing the great things we do to the best of our ability. And uh, over the last year, I've seen a lot of that firsthand by watching a number of the Eastern Turkey releases into the piney woods of East Texas, where I live, where Eastern Turkey numbers had suffered for many, many decades, and they're bringing them back and seeing the NWTF crew facilitating and bringing the boxes and paying for the travel. That's a direct benefit of what happens at these banquets. Oh, it really is. We do that. And, you know, when we look across the country, um, our forests have been in in some pretty rough shape. Everything mm-hmm. from, like you said, the long lake restoration to, you know, the early successional species up in the northeastern United States to, to oak management in the Midwest. The, that mass production is so important to now in turkeys, but, you know, deer and wealth of other species out there. So we are on the front lines doing a lot of that management, and it's important that we have healthy forests. And we've seen the effects of when we don't treat those forests well with some of these huge forest fires. So it's really important that we keep up the great work that we do and everything from releasing turkeys and managing those, you know, helping the states manage those populations appropriately and doing research on it to protecting and managing our forests well so that we have clean water and healthy forests and viable landscapes for all of us to enjoy. Well, I have a saying that as turkeys go, so do America's forests. And there's such a link between turkeys. They're no longer, in my opinion, the canary in the coal mine. It's the turkey in the forest. And they're such a great indicator. And uh, for people who, you know, obviously maybe their banquet got canceled, they still want to give. You guys have something up at NWTF.org I thought was pretty cool called Weather the Storm. Can you tell us about that? We do. Yeah, sure can. Actually, we have several different things up. But Weather the Storm is our fundraising um, challenge to people that we'd love to have them help us and um, give to us to help us weather the storm. Um, they can go to our website. Uh, we have a nice video up on it. We can You can see it on social media. But we would love, first of all, if you're not a member, to have you join us. And second of all, if you have the ability to give us some, some of your hard-earned revenue, we would love to put that to good use and match it against other monies that we have and, and keep the great work going. So we have that. We also have a gun vault. Um, we're lucky enough that we have an inventory of guns at NWTF and we make that available to individuals who would like to purchase those. So it's a silent auction. We have a number of events online also for people. You know, right now we're hearing from folks who are getting a little tired of being cooped up People they dearly love, but they've also seen a little too much of recently. For sure. And um, so we have some online events in various areas going on around the country with raffles and auctions. And, you know, we have to abide by state law to do it online as well as at our banquets. But those are available, too. So I'd encourage people to look for those and come join us. Yeah, it's a great way to stay connected, uh, keep the fundraising flow going, and um, you know some of these activities are really fun as well. And you mentioned something important there, like matching. I don't think necessarily everyone understands that, like, if someone donates a hundred dollars to NWTF, 
there are ways that you can match this with matching grants from government agencies, NGOs, foundations, and things to multiply that impact. Oh, we do. I mean, on the average, almost every dollar matches at least five to one. So we have an incredible leverage rate um, that we do through all our various partners. And and it goes up. Some states, I mean, the leverage rate is almost 20 to one, sometimes even a little higher than that. But your dollar gets stretched and really goes to tremendous work because that unrestricted dollar that you give us, then we can match against partner dollars to bring about and get even more work done. So it's really, really important. You know, I have a fair amount of non-hunters who listen to the podcast, mostly hunters, but a fair amount of non-hunters who just like wildlife because I'll just up and do a show about mountain lions because I like mountain lions or whatever. You know, I'll have a show on different wildlife and that it brings other yeah. people in, which I think is great so they can hear this true North American model of conservation success story. And in my opinion, if someone wanted to join an organization that's going to have a gigantic impact on many species, I don't know of any other in America that probably impacts more than what NWTF does because so much is related to the forest health. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I sure can. I mean, you know, some of the work we do, do, just to give you an example, some of the work we do on young forests up in the New England area is really under some funding that's targeted towards golden-winged warblers. But golden-winged warblers use the very same habitat as the wild turkeys. Mm -hmm. So we might do the work under the guise of the golden-winged warbler, but it benefits a whole range of species. And it really gets one of those forest species that's in, um, it's it's under threat. We used to have a lot of young forests in this country. And, you know, with the lack of timber management now, um, we don't have much of that species. So all the various wildlife species and plant species that are dependent on that that particular habitat type are negatively impacted. In the longleaf area, you know, the gopher tortoise is a mm-hmm. species that is really dependent on longleaf. Um, the indigo snake is another one. I mean, there's a range of, of species that are dependent. But also these forests, our national forests and our forests across the country are really most times the headwater to our drinking water supply. Mm-hmm. And so for most people in this country, they are dependent on having really good, healthy forests in order to have really good, clean, and abundant fresh water. And it's when we lose that forest, when we wind up having forests that become overly aged or have too much fiber production and not, they don't have cool fires that move through them, what happens are we have these huge forest fires and they wind up burning the organic material right on the forest floor so that you burn down your topsoil. And then when you have heavy rains and you have mudslides and tremendous filtration into streams and rivers, and it's just a, it's just not a healthy situation out there. So it's really important that we, that we continue to manage these and replace some of the systems that were natural in the landscape with you know, regular forest fires that would cool and would run through some of these fire-driven habitats, we replace them now either with prescribed burning or cutting or some means to mimic those natural features, keep those forest types really healthy for all of us to enjoy the benefits of them. 
And I've seen that firsthand. I, last year, I initiated a project called Turkey Revolution. The first year of it was going to photograph the Grand Slam last year, which I'm happy to say, by the grace of God, I was able to photograph all four of the Grand Slam. But I was looking for eastern turkeys in the piney woods of East Texas. And I've lived here my whole life, and I've never seen a red-cockaded woodpecker. They're an endangered species. Well, got to see a red-cockaded woodpecker colony, and it was right in front of an NWTF sign in an area that you guys help Parks and Wildlife manage. And then I hunted eastern turkeys in another county, and there was another colony on that particular piece of property. And it was interesting to see that this was actively being managed for turkeys, but it was the only place, and I've been all over East Texas, that I've ever seen this endangered woodpecker. So I thought that was a really neat tie-in to the great work NWTF does. Oh, they're awesome. And you're right, that woodpecker is tied into that, that longleaf habitat type, mm-hmm. and they're it's fun to go out and see those species. They're just not very common. And coming back through this active management, which is, Absolutely awesome. Yeah, and that is really active management. You know, you hear sometimes um, kind of propaganda that we have more trees in America than we had when Columbus got here. Well, that may be true, but the forests are radically different than when Columbus got here. Oh, they really are. And, you know, the thing that people don't recognize is we can do, you know, with our forests, it, we can we can use that mass timber mm-hmm. to build our homes, to use that fiber, and to wind up sequestering carbon, and then grow more fiber out there. But we need to convert it to fiber that's well managed, so that it doesn't create the hazard on the landscape, but actually ties up carbon, helps make our air cleaner, helps make our water cleaner. So it's it is you know people. It's interesting people's perspective. Um, when I was the director in Michigan, I remember having a, a couple come in to our commission meeting, and, and they came and talked to us about the land, the state land next to them that was going to go up for a timber sale. And it was it was an area that had been cut over several times, but they kept calling it virgin timber. Hmm. And I finally I said, you know, how long have you lived there? Well, we've lived there five years. And I said, do you realize that that is not virgin timber? Oh, yes, it is. It's never been cut. And we were fortunate enough in Michigan. We had a number of places in the state where we took photographs every 10 years, you know, since, you know, since the department started in the 30s. And one of those photographic areas was not too far from their house. So I took them and showed them some of those photographs as a follow-up from that commission meeting. And they were astounded. They had no idea that at one time that had all been white pine cover and then it had been logged off and then it burned and then it came back into secondary timber and it had been logged off and it did burn. And, you know, it's just amazing that people don't recognize that there have been so many changes in the landscape and landscapes change. They are not static. They change composition of species and they mature and they die out and they are rebirthed. So we, you know, as we do management, and it's just simulating a lot of those processes out there. And here you and I are talking about this complex part of land management because of a common love for the wild turkey, whether it's the eastern, the Merriams, the Osceola, the Rio Grande. These great birds 
uh, incite passion in hunters and other wildlife lovers around the nation. And while, you know, turkey management schemes are going to benefit stuff like I like, like indigo snakes and gopher tortoises and red cockaded woodpeckers, <laughs> there's not an organization with the impact for any of those species that NWTF is. And I think it's really neat that um, these turkeys are a cornerstone species really for these forests. And uh, I think even in the midst of this COVID-19 thing happening, maybe it's time for us hunters to reevaluate our commitment to conservation. And let's say, you know, let's take some time and appreciate what, what really brings happiness to us and the good things in life. And maybe start doubling down a little bit more on turkey conservation. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, I think we've seen some real challenges here this last week, too, as people, people have spring fever and they've been cooped up and they want to get in the outdoors. And unfortunately, we're now seeing some of the states and federal agencies starting to shut down access to, to hunting and boating and recreating. And so, I, you know, one of the things that we embarked on this past week also is a reminder to everybody to recreate responsibly. Mm-hmm. And Chester, I'd like to get your your viewers to, to think about that a little bit. Everybody wants to get out and enjoy the outdoors a little bit, but now's not the time to hit up your really crowded places where you've got to go into parking lots mm-hmm. and restroom facilities or be around people. Now's the time to hit up those those back areas. So do the walk-in that you want to do to go fish a stream bank somewhere where you got to get back off the beaten trail so that you can space yourself appropriately. And as you mentioned, people need to check those regulations because some of the states have imposed some regulations just to try and prohibit the spread of it. But I do, like you, I hope people, as people are, have a little bit of time and think about this great earth that we live on, and what's valuable to them. They think about great work we do, and and hopefully we'll find it in their hearts to invest in us. Absolutely. I mean, I look at this, and I look at this incredible creation the good Lord put here for us, and, uh, you know, it makes me misty-eyed sometimes thinking about, you know, just being out in the wild, and I'm, I'm craving. I, I, You know, you mentioned, you know, trying to influence your your members to be safe in their where they're going hunting and fishing. I mean, I turned down a hunt. I was going hunting opening weekend, but it was going to be about a five-hour drive. It required gassing up on the way and gassing up on the way back. And I'm like, you know, going across the area on the interstate, not worth the risk, you know. So I'm going to wait till the eastern season opens up here in the Piney Woods. It's only about an hour and a half from me. And hopefully I don't even see another person where I'm going to go because it's public land. I'm going to hike way back. But we do have to be wise in how we approach this. And, um... And also vigilant to make sure that people are, you know, doing the right thing in terms of our access. So there's a lot of, a lot of things happening, and we appreciate you taking the time to call in and talk with us about National Wild Turkey Federation in response to COVID-19 and just the love of turkeys. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I, you know, I, I hope everybody that's listening gets a chance to spend some time outdoors. It's, it's a challenging time. It's bit of a scary time for folks but it's also springtime a time of great hope and a time of um the world reawakening after winter and i hope people get a chance to go out and refresh your soul a little bit by spending some time in the outdoors it always helps me yeah me too and i'm trying to head that way this weekend so um if someone wants to get more information on the national wild turkey federation where do they go 
Go to our website, nwhtf.com. And uh, you guys have a social media presence as well. Lots of great ways to connect with NWTF. Thank you so much oh, for calling in. Thank you very oh, much. Thank you much. And enjoy your spring and enjoy your turkey season. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. Hey, folks, let me take a minute to tell you about my good friends at the Houston Safari Club Foundation. This is an organization that supports hunting and conservation. They've taken hundreds of kids hunting and fishing, given out over $2 million in scholarships, and they provided over $4 million in grants to protect wildlife and habitat at home and abroad. They host great monthly events and an annual convention where you can meet other hunters and learn about all types of hunting. Don't let the name mislead you. They're not just about safaris, but definitely about all kinds of hunting, education, conservation, protecting the future of hunting. That's the Houston Safari Club Foundation. Join today. Call 713-623-8844 or go to wehuntwegive.org to learn more. Higher Calling is brought to you by Texas Fishing Game Magazine, our official sponsor. You can check the online edition out at fishgame.com and also subscribe to their e-newsletter. And if you'd like to meet a personally subscribe you to that newsletter because I actually can do that. You can email me at chester at chestermore.com. Fishgame.com is not only wildlife and fisheries in Texas, but we cover things going on nationwide. And you definitely subscribe to the newsletter. Three updates a week, killer, killer stuff put together by yours truly. Once again, Higher Calling is sponsored by Texas Fishing Game Magazine at fishgame.com. You've been listening to The Higher Calling, hosted by the wildlife journalist Chester Moore. Contact him at chester at chestermore.com. Follow him at thechestermore on Instagram and his blog at highercalling.net.